Yo, this is BJ Gador, host of the Weekly BJ Podcast. I'm a former fat guy turned cover model, and I'm also the former fitness director for the Men's Health brand. I specialize in helping busy men and women just like you burn fat, build muscle, and boost metabolism while having a little fun along the way. And I'll be interviewing some of the most influential men and women in the health, fitness, and nutrition space to give you a weekly dose of fitspiration. Follow me everywhere on social media at BJ Gador, B-J-G-A-D-D-O-U-R. And for more podcasts, plus workout, meal prep, and mobility content, please visit thedailybj.com, hashtag not a porn site. Membership is just $9.69 per month. Cancel anytime. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when each weekly episode is posted. Oh. Yo, this is BJ Gajor with the Weekly BJ Podcast, and I have the one and only Kevin, the Chef Curry. He's the original Chef Curry, by the way. Steph Curry is just a, he's just a wannabe. Uh, this gentleman has an amazing brand that he's built from scratch called Fitman Cook. He's got over a million followers on Instagram. He's got an app. He's got a book coming out. I wanted to bring him on because he's one of those dudes that really engages in the lifestyle side of things and has fun. And with the meal prep and the meal planning side of things, and we wanted to get his expertise today to help out all of my members learn how to kind of model what he does. Obviously, like we share a lot of lifestyle and meal prep videos at the dailybj.com, but they're not going to be as good as what Kevin's serving up. Um, the analogy I would give is like if you've ever watched SNL and remember that, that whole like franchise called Caveman Lawyer. It was a Phil, Phil Hartman. Basically, he was a, he was a caveman put into modern society, and he was a, a prosecutor. And he would be like, you know, getting people on the stand. He's like, I don't know. I'm just a caveman trying to navigate the modern world. That's me in the kitchen. And obviously, you're a much more refined guy when it comes to culinary skills. So, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. And uh, what's good, man? What's going on, BJ? Man, thank you for having me on the Daily BJ. <laughs> you know, we kind of go a little bit uh, way back, man, about two or three years ago, I think. Um, and I've been following you and just your progress. And I got to say that whenever you posted the Daily BJ, because you post so many funny videos anyway on Instagram, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, I get I get that a lot actually. Uh, is is being on. A podcast called what's well, called the Weekly BJ, but it's the Daily BJ uh, site. Is, is that a career highlight for you? This has to be like a career highlight at this point. Oh man, this is the highlight. <laughs> this is my first, this is my first Daily BJ. <laughs> you know, you can say to people anytime like you work with someone like you know you, you feel like you're stuck with your brand and you want to get bigger yeah. and reach more people and say, look, I'm doing everything. I even went on a podcast called the Weekly BJ. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. You know what? That's going to be my great conversation starter, man. Better so believe thank it. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Uh, it's been amazing to watch you do big things. And, and talking about where we first met a couple, probably three years ago at a yeah. fitness conference called Activate, yeah. uh, ran by uh, our good friend, mutual friend, David Jack. And you came to speak about how you like were this 
the typical guy who like is trying to navigate all this fitness information and diet information and you know you had a trainer and the trainer didn't really help you get results and you kind of took it upon yourself to say you know what there's got to be a way I can eat the foods I love and uh, and still look good and get fit and and you built a brand from from nothing and you've got over a million people now on Instagram you've got an app a book coming out take us through the origin story man like uh, it's, it's so relatable yeah, man. Just it's just that you know I was disenchanted with these um, with the with the diet that my trainers kept putting me on. I was one of those guys out there who you know I would work out for a for like a brief period of time. I'd lose some weight and then I gained all the weight back, and I would hire a trainer each time. And I just got tired of going through that process of weight cycling, going through periods of being overweight and then skinny. And I'll say skinny because I wasn't. I really wasn't working out I wasn't lifting weights I didn't know like what I was doing so I was just trying to run the weight off or starve myself to go and lose weight and um I got tired of that so I hired a personal trainer and um the trainer put me on this diet of basically I remember the diet too it was chicken breast it was some broccoli or my treat was gonna have like some green beans and some brown rice and man I'm from the south I my my dad is from South Carolina my mom is from Louisiana so you know that I grew up with amazing food in the house you know what I'm saying (laughs) and then I grew up in Texas so I eat Mexican food like three times a week so you know just putting myself on a diet that just didn't taste that great or didn't really appeal to me culturally it just it was just um it was a recipe for disaster um I'm like no pun intended there and I found myself hitting rock bottom again having spent all this money so I said you know what I don't think that God would put me on this earth or put us all on this earth and have all these amazing foods these amazing cuisines and say like you can't eat it so I, I took my butt on there to half price books and bought every single book they had there about like nutrition and I just began just to um just to read and consume and consume and just understand a lot more about diets and foods. And so um, I started up my own blog. Um, back then it was called Fitness and Faith. And it was literally, I was really trying to, BJ, just to um, gain the system in a sense. I was trying to get free advice. So my thinking was, hey, if I just post out my meals out there, then I get people like you who know what you're doing in fitness and training to give me some free advice. It was a great hustle. It was a great way, right? Um, and the reverse happened. I realized that there are a lot of people out there just like me who are tired of cookie cutter diets and people are beginning to follow me and ask me questions. And I was literally just sharing my own transformation and my own experience and journey in food. And so um, here I am today. I was able to quit my job about two years ago, almost three years ago now, um, and to follow my passion, which was just to help people fall in love with food the way that I have. And also, while they're falling in love with food, being able to achieve their wellness goals too. Dude, I love that. And what I really respected about you the most, and this this happens a lot, like people, anybody that's trying to build a following, uh, specifically on social media, you see people that have like millions of people and you're like, how do they have that many people? Like, they're just lucky, you know, maybe they got an early, and there, there are definitely some unicorn cases. I think you and I can both agree. They're like, that dude has no business with that level of following. Um, so a little bit of hateration, yeah. I think, happens to, to the best of us. But when I heard about the grind you were on, like, you, you, know, you would think, because your videos are so clean and so polished that, oh, he's got a team, they're doing all the editing, and, and you were basically spending like a whole day to make just a single like 60 second video of your hands, your beautiful manicured, <laughs> lotioned, beautiful cuticles. Obviously you're taking in that collagen. 
Don't lie to me. <laughs> I, I got the collagen peptides, bro. There you go. I'm taking that collagen. <laughs> and I'm like one one day for like a one minute video. Um, no one's willing to do that on a weekly, nonetheless, a daily basis. So take us through that grind because people think, oh, he just got lucky and tapped into this. You know, you definitely tapped into something, right? Like you were one of the first people yeah. to understand, like, make it about the user. It's all about showing it quickly and they can take it and, and use it and not be about like this. Not, 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 a, not a knock against the, uh, the chef personalities out there, but like, you know, it's more about them than it is about the user. And uh, way to say that. You, you flip the script. So take us through that. Like, what was that like? I mean, are you still doing that grind? Obviously, you have, you have an assistant now, a little bit of help, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that grind still actually continues today. You know, a um, couple things about that. It was, I think, to do like a 15 second video, it took me about, it takes about four hours to film, just, just like by myself, just to film that. And then um, we have to edit. Well, I'm sorry, we, me, I have to edit that. So that takes another about two or three hours. And then I'm editing for Facebook and also YouTube and then for Instagram. And so there's there's basically about three different versions because people like to interact natively like where they are. So, for instance, for like YouTube, even though it's a landscape profile, people don't want to have a video that is suitable for mobile. Facebook and Instagram do. So I have to cut down and chop it up and edit it and cut it in like a very different way so that way the user can actually feel like all right this was just made for me um and then the, the videos are also bilingual so we've got to put in the subtitles and and in the captions for that um because it was really important to me um growing up here in texas and also living um in ecuador that you know that we reach out to the spanish-speaking community especially with the rates of diabetes being so high within the latino community so that was a really important um thing for me to do so um i had to spend time doing that and it, it sounds like it's laborious and and, and it is very task intensive but it's it's something that I really lo- love to go ahead and do. And so, you know, it's um, I don't want to lament that because it's something that's actually kind of got me here today. And so, like, you're right, it would take about 12 to 14 hours just to do one video. Um, and I was doing that while being um, a very, very, very mediocre employee at my actual real job. <laughs> what, what was the real job? I never knew what the job was. You know, I, I go ahead and say it now. I used to work for Dell, and I was a communications um, and marketing analyst. And, and God bless Dell. You know, they were um, – it was a great job. I learned a whole lot from them, and um, and and now I hope that there's no like bad blood. But I, I just, you know, I, I hope that people listening kind of get this. Whenever you you get to a point where you're working in your job and you know that you want to be doing something else, and everything begins to bother you, that person's getting in your nerves. Your boss is stupid. This person doesn't know like what they're doing. It's not that everybody else is wrong. It's maybe that you're just in the wrong place. And so I, I was appreciative of the fact that I was basically able to kind of push myself out and just to try something new and to go out and pursue my passion. So, yeah, that's a <laughs> well, dude, I, I, I hate to break it to you, bro, but Dell is pissed because <laughs> D- Dell has only three hundred and fifty three thousand followers on Instagram. By the way, like, I don't know how they even have that amount. Uh, it's not the sexiest of products, but, uh, I mean, you, you basically as a single, this is what's amazing right now, man. Like there are these companies that have been around for decades. Like they have so much equity as brands and and so much recognition and awareness. And then someone like you, uh, comes out of nowhere and and literally quadruples, uh, the reach as a dude right now, like just in your kitchen at your house, making videos, uh, that are reaching so many people around the world. 
it's just it's really an amazing time to be alive but i'm, I'm sure like that like dell is right now dell is having their annual board meeting and they're like <laughs> Fuck! because how do you compete it's just so amazing uh, you know, well, I appreciate that. This is the this is the actual era, the epic, whatever you want to call it, of like social media and people more and more companies more and more. They're looking to people like you, BJ, to people who are listening to this podcast who are very influential within their space to get their messages across. And so, whatever you can do to go ahead and and, and like be a part of that, I, I definitely think that um, you know people should think about their business in that in that way. I think that um, this is especially true with it within the fitness industry i feel like a lot of people are still kind of stuck to this old model of fitness being like you've got to charge for every single thing so i'm going to put a workout i got to charge for that and that works in some cases you know it works in specialty cases but um sometimes you've got to open up and broaden like your horizons to look at making money in in like other ways um and sometimes that could be attaching yourself to like a large brand not pimping yourself out and doing no tummy tea <laughs> I'm, not, I'm talking about that but there are other ways that you can make money so so yeah um you know dell is just fine they've got billions of dollars to go ahead and dry their tears but um definitely appreciate that <laughs> well you know you know what's so funny man there are it's it's a two-way street right there, there are a lot of these uh-huh. people and self-help saying you know Oh, you could be just like me. I used to have a shitty job and you could be making millions oh of God. dollars. And there are some people that uh, and just being completely honest about it are not they're not of the cloth to be entrepreneurs and do something on their own. But there are and that's fine because we need all types of people in this world to function and make a change. Um, and as long as you are making a living and doing what you love, it's great. But there are so many people like you that right now are sitting at a desk typing away, uh, listening to the, to the man, uh, with, with a lot of talent and potential. And the reason they're doing that is because they're either afraid to take the leap and go on their own. Uh, they're not maybe willing to do the grind that it takes to, you know, even, even pursue what you've done. Like there's no guarantee that you do 14 hours a day on video and anybody ends up seeing it. And especially early on, very few people are seeing it. So you've really got to have that end game in mind to being like, you know what, I'm doing this not just for the views of the likes today, but the impact it can have to anybody who sees it with the hope of down the road, more and more will. Um, so it's just having, having the guts and the courage to say, you know what, if this is something I love and I, and I want to pursue, uh, I'm okay with being in, in a tough place for a period of time because this is so much better in terms of quality of life and just feeling like I have my purpose uh, versus just cashing in a paycheck. So it really is like a fine balance of when to know like, Am I that guy or gal that can step out on my own? Is this the right time to do it? And, you know, so I'm always weary of people, you know, listening to advice from people like you and I, because it's not for everyone, but man, it sure as hell is worth it down the road if you make the commitment and and, and grind through it. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I always give, um, give advice with a huge asterisk being like, Hey, I'm still trying to figure out like my own life. So things with a grain of salt, (laughs) but here's my experience. What I will say is that um, here, here's some of the best advice that I ever got. And it was from my old boss. He was like, he is a brilliant, brilliant mind. He's like, the, I used to work for a, a comms firm before going to Dell. And this comms firm was like, they're like kind of like scandal in a the sense. They, they handle all the big name clients out there. It's handled. You hear about them. 
It's hand, exactly. There you go. This guy was like he was a, he was he was a, he was a great handler, um, very well known. And um, when it when I was with Dell, um, I was thinking about quitting my job and maybe doing the stuff with Fitman Cook. At the same time, I got this incredible offer to go and work for Google, um, and I went to go see him. And then walked to his office, and he said, "Yeah, man, we're just so we're just so proud of you, Kevin. You know, some of the interns are talking about this thing that you're doing out there in social media. I don't know what the hell it is, but hey, it sounds really great. We're really proud of you." And he said, "What do you want?" And I told him that the whole dilemma was thinking about doing the Fit Man Cook stuff full time. Um, and then he says, and then I told him about Google, and he said, "He says, all right, if you got a job offer from Google." and you're coming here talking to me, and that means that you really don't want to get that, you know, that you really don't want that job over at Google, that you really want to pursue something else, just flat out, because nobody just gets job offers like that from Google. Secondly, you, you walked away from me, um, from this company to go and do Dell, and I would hire you back today if you, if you wanted to come back. Third, at the end of the day, you want to be able to sleep well, and Years down the road, you want to be able to sit your grandkids down on your knee and you say, hey, here's this great thing I did called Fit Men Cook. Here's how I effed it all up. <laughs> Don't do this. Or here's how, I, here's how I made it work. Now you go and do something better. And I thought that made a lot of sense that like if you're already in a job right now, then there will be another job out there for you. Um, so trust in your dopeness and know your skills and know that you are worth it and that you can find something else if this is what you really want to do, if something else is what you want to do right now if it doesn't work out. Two, you don't ever want to be haunted by what if. Don't be haunted by this thing like what if I had tried it? What if I had gone out like on my own? What if I had really given 110%? Even if you're doing a fitness competition, never. if you're going to do this fitness competition and starve yourself for this many months and weeks and put your family and your friends through hell because you have a bad attitude, then put everything that you have into it. Leave nothing on the table. Live your life with no regrets so that you'll never be haunted by what if I had given one more rep? What if I had not cheated on my diet? that one time do it to the fullest extent and if it doesn't work out it's fine you can go back to doing what you're doing now there is a fine line between faith and foolish i'm not saying that everybody out here listening should go and quit their job tomorrow and do that you need to have an infrastructure set up in your own plan but i am saying is that you can do it the things that people have seen you know the the, the success that i've seen out there even if somebody is a multimillionaire. Or, or, or like billionaire and they got a small $1 million loan from their father to start up their company. <laughs> um, the principles can be the same in the sense that like, if you put in the hard work and if you do the things that you're supposed to be doing, you know, then things should and hopefully will like work out for you. But in the end, if they don't, even sometimes the biggest, you know, billionaires out there have some of the largest losses and they're still on their feet because they know the principle of this level. Like, give it your all, put in the hard work, and it has to come back to you. Maybe not in this idea, but something else. You bet, man. You know, and that's to kind of jump on that. I think a reason a lot of people don't make the jump is because they don't have a, a clear, 
differentiation of the types of success there are, right? There's relative success. Well, in fitness, right? There's relative strength, meaning how strong are you per pound of body weight? And then there's absolute strength, which is like how strong are you, period. Um, in a lot of cases, people can't compete with absolutes, right? I mean, there's Brian Shaw deadlifts over a thousand pounds for lunch. All right. You're not going to be as strong as the, the world's strongest man, but maybe you can get to the point where you're stronger per pound of body weight. And uh, again, I, I, not to go to it like a, a meathead analogy, but you know, with success, relative success is always the most important, meaning how much more successful are you now in terms of what you want out of life than you would have been had you stayed at Dell? Um, you know, you don't have to be Mark Zuckerberg to have success in life, right? That's the absolute success. Like there are just these outliers or, you know, situations that maybe we could never compete with that could distract from us having a way more relatively successful life, pursuing what we love. Uh, even if it might mean the same money or less because of the quality of life, the freedom of schedule. So, uh, it's very important to not get into that comparative success level and really look on I'm using all the tools I was given to do exactly what I want to do and also leave a legacy behind. Uh, if it's not as absolutely successful as the people you see in Forbes or the people featured in the big magazines or on CNN or whatever, that's cool. Maybe that happens down the road, but if not, this is way better than what I was doing before. Absolutely. That is very well stated. I think that we do have a tendency to look at everybody else's success and think that that should be our measure of success, but you really got to find out what success means um, for you. And, and and for me, leaving Dell and going off and doing this, it was success was uh, being able to pay my rent <laughs> and having a freedom of schedule and also having a blank slate. Um, in terms of creativity, that I could actually build a brand, build a narrative the way that I wanted to craft it. You bet. And you're obviously a guy that I, I could tell. I mean, you kind of beat to your own drum. Uh, not necessarily a lone wolf, but like you have a way of doing things, man. Like that's the type of person that's probably not going to be happy following, you know, a distinct set of rules, a procedural list. You know, um, you, you like to you like to do your own thing. That's that's great. So I, I wanted to. Quickly get into, uh, you mentioned, you know, obviously you got a big following now. Um, you can probably get a lot of like everyday sponsorship requests or, you know, uh, things that, you know, co-created content stuff. What are some of the funnier sponsorship requests uh, you've gotten? Like uh, any funny, you know, just like a weird brand or without having to get into two specifics if you don't want to put them on the spot. But I'm sure you've gotten some crazy, oh, we want to do this with you, we want to do that with you. Anything, uh, we can come back to it later if you need time to think about it. Yeah, you know, let me think about that. I haven't had too many weird requests or, you know what, I don't, I, I'm I'm not as connected to it now. So we have a way of just kind of like, the, the, the team has a way of kind of like filtering through some of those. Um, but of course, like all like the tummy tees. Um, there was one for <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> one for male enhancement. What, what the, the tummy tees is? Uh, I'm, I'm the trying tummy to tees. Wait, a waist it's trainer. Like, no, 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 no. It's a it's a tea that you drink and it's supposed to like help you to lose weight. And that basically it just makes you crap. It just, it makes you crap all, all day long. And so people are taking this, drinking this tea thinking that <laughs> they're losing weight. It's like, no, you're just crapping all day long and you're losing water. <laughs> so it's basically a laxative that you can brew in a kettle. It's a laxative. Okay. And that's, and so, you know, and those like immediately go to the, um, to the waistband. But you know what, for, for, for people out there who are trying to filter through 
some of the ones that are more like legit than others. I'm not going to hate, hate on you and your hustle and your grind and, and how you make money. Here, here's one of the things that I look for. If people, um, if a brand will reach out and they call me fit men cook, it goes automatically to the trash. Cause they don't know because who you are. Another, yeah, exactly. So that means that it's just like, this is basically just like a quick email that they just put in there and it went to me, you and 10,000 other people. And they just grab the username and put that in there. That's one way to go ahead and do it. Um, the, one of the best practice ways that, you know, I talk about this is, is to always to look for things that actually mention your name. Um, maybe like a recent video or something that like you've done and they're actually really clear in their ask about what they want to go ahead and do. Those are ones that you can tell if they're like pretty like legit. Well, you know, this is even if you don't have your own brand and you're not being approached mm-hmm. for sponsors, if this is the really, it's the ultimate, like what are your, what are your personal ethics, right? Like, so there's how much money they're willing to pay you to share it, but how much yeah. money or credibility will you lose by sharing it to the people that follow you? And, and that's a hard balance to, and the same thing, and the decisions you make in life, right? Like this decision might help me right now in the short term, but what is it costing me in the long term? I mean, how, how do you go about navigating that? That's a brilliant question. I think that people really need to understand that because you have a lot of people who really admire you, BJ, and, and you're come up and, you know, and like what you're doing that, you know, the followers are just a small part of that story. You've got to be able to continue to have credibility, like with your followers, with your fans, because brands really like that. And so it's just as important about which brands you partner with than, than just about the app, you know, the actual number of brands. So, um, I'll give you a clear example of this. McDonald's came to me and I'll just go ahead and put it out on blast. McDonald's came and one thing that they wanted to do was to, um, was to promote the fact that they were putting cuties inside of, uh, inside of happy meals. It's great. You know, um, it's like, well, is the happy meal going to change too, <laughs> you know, or is just, just that. So they, um, so they wanted, they were looking for people to promote that. And I, um, immediately the team kind of flagged it and I said, it's probably going to be a solid no. Um, and they're like, well, they just, they're up to, and I usually hate to say this, but it was, it was a five figures per post for me, um, to do one. And they wanted about two or three posts. I'll say that. And I still said no. Just because the amount of, like, there was great money, like, you know, like really quickly to go and get, but it really wasn't worth the, it, it, it really would not have been worth the, the loss in brand value and brand reputation among my followers because they know that, okay, Kevin's is doing this just for money. He's not really caring about the message that he's putting out there. Um, I, I think that we tend to forget on both sides that, even though BJ, you know, like you watch his videos and you laugh and stuff like that, he's a real person. I think sometimes BJ, you know, we forget that people watching us also are real people, um, and they look up to us and they respect your, you know, like our words. And so we've got to be very mindful and appreciative of that opportunity and make sure that we're aligning that everything that we do basically is is crafting the story that we feel comfortable um, um, selling and, and and telling people. There hasn't been one brand that I've, and I don't do a lot of brand partnerships and a lot of brand promotions like on my channel. So when I do say something, I think people listen because they don't see it often, but also just know for people that are out there watching me and that if they've ever, um, watch my videos. I, there's not one brand out there that I've ever promoted that I haven't used their product first. In fact, I'm not, I'm one of those, uh, I'm not the typical maybe like influencer in that 
we don't say we say no more often than yes and anything that people want to send or pass along we test it first we'll we'll try it out first um and if i like it then we can go ahead and move forward and even sometimes it's still a no because it's not a good fit but just but it's it's just that important to me and here's where it comes from when i was overweight bj i spent about 300 dollars a month on supplements on pre-workouts, on fat burners, on everything that you can think of, I was taking it. If I pissed in a cup, it would probably eat through the cup <laughs> because I was trying to look like the guy on the magazine cover that they were promoting with the product. And I told myself that if I ever got a platform, if I ever got the opportunity, that I would do what's right and that I would promote stuff that actually worked and that I wouldn't try to go and, and like swindle people. And that was really important to me. And that's the baseline that, you know, that I set for myself. So I tend to say no a lot more just because I know this is pure marketing and what's actually a really good product. A uh, couple things uh, to follow up. You said they put they wanted to put uh, what's a cutie in the Happy Meal? Oh, cutie? Okay, a cutie is an orange. That's like Clementine. Oh, okay. They call it cuties here in Texas. Got it. Little I, those oranges. are those are little like, and they're so uh, those clementines, right? Yeah. So basically, what I love about those is you can like touch it and it just unwraps. I know it's so good. It's Man, amazing. So juicy. If you just they're touch so it, juicy. it's like a flower that just opens up. Right. For for your consumption. Yeah. Um, if, if they put your favorite pre workout in the happy the happy meal, would you have done it? <laughs> I, don't know, man. I probably want to see it, see the way yeah. the kid reacted to it. Exactly, that's yeah. Awesome, <laughs> dude. That, that, that's uh, well, it's funny too because you know there, there's the side of it like I don't want to become inauthentic, and I don't want to just look at the, the money. But sometimes you get like as uh, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase once said, "Every man has their <laughs> price." It's like maybe I lose a little credibility now, but the amount of money I can get from this can allow me to make my videos better to maybe reach more people or reinvest in myself. You know, there's all these things you can rationalize, right. To, uh, to, to do something like that. And I think a lot of the role models or, you know, professional athletes, celebrities out there, maybe they have that rationalization like, uh, yeah, I may not use this and it may not be worth what, uh, it's being sold for, but I can give this to my foundation or I, I mean, it's really, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough place to navigate, but ultimately it's about being consistent, right? As long as you know exactly what you want to do, uh, be consistent with it. If you're going to share everything, share everything. If you're going to be very selective, be very selective, but just be consistent with what, uh, your core values and principles are, right? Absolutely, man. Let me just go ahead and, and, and say this too, just because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Um, make your money. <laughs> I'm there not going to go and hate on you. I'm not going to be the person posting on your page. Now, BJ, if you say something like that, you may get a DM from me and later on. Be like, man, put that tummy tea away, bro. You know, you just giving diarrhea out. But, <laughs> um, um, but you know, go and make your money. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, persecute you. And I don't think that people should be inside of your wild like that. Just understand that there are consequences with every single decision. Not everybody is going to enjoy and endorse every decision that you make. And that's the hard lesson that I've learned in social, but you've got to get that and get it quickly. I did a, um, a spot for Pepsi one time. It was a wing cook-off. 
and people just, just saw the Pepsi logo and they're like, oh my God, what a big sellout. You're this and you're that and blah, blah, blah. And then people that watched the video, they were actually like, oh my God, that's the guy from Fit Man Cook. It's pretty awesome to see him because I did a vegan um, um, buffalo wing recipe for that. And so people aren't going to agree with it, but that should not stop your shine. It should definitely, it should definitely not stop your grind. So make your decisions. There are consequences for you know, for each one, but absolutely. If you got to make some money to go ahead and make ends meet to do X, Y, Z, then go ahead and do that. But don't come, but just don't follow up on social media with some crying post and some quote about how people don't understand you. Blah, blah, blah. It is a space that you're in. It's a space that you're in. You know, and, and you got to make the mistake too. I always think back, uh, there was one time I remember in particular that, um, I, I just started making products. I was in my mid twenties and, uh, I was approached to do this product, this, uh, kids fitness product. And I, I, I'm not like into kids fitness. I'm not a big fan of quote unquote kids in general. <laughs> the kids I worked with were athletes and they were serious and they were trying to get to college or the next level. And it wasn't about play and it was a product about, you know, play and games and they're like, you know, all you got to do is just like put your name on it and then like put it together some quick workouts and then you just, you'll make, you'll make some money and it, it will just sell it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Cause I was in that mode of just like, let's just get the money and let's make it happen. And, and then I had to go on stage and like promote it. And I, I felt just sick to my stomach because it wasn't even that what I, what I gave to it was bad. It was just like, I'm not, I don't want to be this, I don't want to be a kid's fitness guy. And, uh, you know, it's just like, I always remember that as like, I, I'm never doing this again. I'm never going to make something that like, if I can't get behind it and I'm embarrassed by it, or I would never want to promote it myself, no amount of money to me is worth, worth that. And, uh, the self hatred and loathing that comes with being inauthentic. I think if, if that's how you're wired, but I always remember like when I'm thinking about doing something with someone else or making something, I'm like, you know, do I think about that moment where I was on stage trying to hard sell these people to buy this product that like, honestly, like I, I, I would never buy myself. Uh, I still get sick to my stomach thinking about it, man. You ever have a situation like that? Because you have to make these mistakes to learn. Oh, dear God, yeah. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, you know, they, they come pretty often. Sometimes I'll, I will think, um, you know, I'll, you know like about something, and then I'll say yes to it. And then it literally will be like overnight, and I'm just chewing on it. I'm like, you know what, this is a really bad idea. Um, I don't feel comfortable working with this particular brand or this particular person. There have been several initiatives that, like, I've kind of – um, sunset, um, working with other influencers or working with other brands just because it didn't feel right. Um, and that at the end of the day, I want to be able just to, you know, like to sleep at night and it shouldn't be, you listen, you shouldn't have heartburn over stuff that you do. This is, this is fun stuff. All right. This is business, but it's also fun stuff. You should be, remember the way, the reason why like you're doing this in the first place is because you would, you fell in love with fitness at some point. You fell in love with the lifestyle at some point. So you need to be, you know, careful in, in that you don't want your, your passion to turn into a chore and that could, and, and that can easily like enter. In. And I think that happens more often than not when, when, when we're not doing those gut checks and following our heart, we start getting into just doing stuff just because, and sometimes you just, you need to, sometimes it's, it's better just to walk away. We played dominoes growing up. And and one of the sayings is all money is not good money, and you know when you're playing dominoes, so you can go ahead and get your 15 points, but that may lock you out in the next um, hand, and you end up drawing all the dominoes, and then you lose the game. 
So okay. just because you can get 15 points right now, it may not be good for you. So you may want to forfeit that 15 points. <laughs> so that way you can end the game and actually win it. So um, that's the way that I kind of like live my life. I, I kind of weigh like each option. So I think that you're absolutely right about that. Well, you know, one way to help navigate the whole sponsorship uh, campaign <laughs> idea is just go with a brand like the Daily BJ where almost <laughs> nobody will ever want to work with you because of the sexual innuendo. But if they do want to work with you, they, they know, like, you know, they want you because they're willing to like, let you be yourself. And so I don't know what you like. How would we modify yeah. fit men cook, like fit men cook naked fit men cook sexy. Like what, what would we make that as the ultimate filter for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. We actually are having that discussion right now. Um, as we're finalizing the book and whatnot. And, and the more, the more skin that I, you know, that I show, I realized that there's a larger response to that. And I used to be really bitter about that, to be quite honest. I used to be all like up, be all up, uh, I used to be up my feelings about it because I was like, I shouldn't have to, people should be falling in love with the content. This is not fair. This is a great recipe. I spent all these hours on it. I spent all this time doing this, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, Kevin, get out of your feelings. Because at the end of the day, the reality is you're in the health and wellness space and People want to see that the recipes are actually working too, right? So th- there is another narrative that like I have got to be responsible for, and that's the way that I look. So, so yeah, you know, we're talking about this right now as we're getting ready to like promote the book and and be a photographer for it. But um, I'm, I'm still not I'm still not gonna be like you, BJ, out there in them little uh, cheerleading shorts <laughs> doing squats. <Hey. laughs> well, here, look, look. This is what I recommend. Uh, just a little, a little bit of skin. So like on your apron, just do cutouts around the nipple and the nipple. Yeah. So just so we can see a little nipple action. And then also just get one of those midriff aprons. It's almost like a bib, but like Zeke. so just Zeke. We, so we can see the abs, but at least you're covering other areas of your body. That's how I would approach it. If I was you. I got it. I love it. I'll do that then. So, uh, apron. You know, exactly. I've, you've done some amazing work with a lot of people like, but I've seen you with, uh, Michelle Obama, Gabrielle union. Uh, what, what have been some of your favorite meats so far because of the, you know, meats as in not like meat sweats or steak. I mean, you know, meeting with, uh, really influential people. Like, do you have some favorites, some, some highlights? Well, I mean, first off, like you just can't top like Michelle Obama. I, I'm just, you know, she, she's just been an, a huge advocate for, first off combating childhood obesity but also introducing like um, reintroducing like america i think into the importance of um incorporating a lot more vegetables into our diets with the with the fresh garden that she had there at the white house um and and her in her move campaign so that was one of the the biggest highlights and um i really enjoyed that um of course, you know, I think that you saw like my whole blooper fail with Gabrielle Union. Oh my gosh, man. I tell you what, I, I'm that <laughs> dude that just like geeks out when I see celebrities. And I literally had this whole like idea like in my mind of what I was going to say and be flirtatious. And literally that's all that came out. I was like the, <laughs> the biggest loser ever. <laughs> I couldn't even say, I couldn't even say anything. I was like, Hi. <laughs> and you know what's funny, man? Uh, you've got like right now. We're doing a, a video re- recording as well on this, so, I, so we can see each other because we're in love. But also, uh, <laughs> I noticed too your hair 
is strikingly similar to Dwayne Wade's current hairstyle. So is, is, was this was this thought out? You guys got you got the curls, you know. You know I, man, I'm trying to. Dwayne Wade ain't got nothing on his hair, bro. You, you've got more length. You've got definitely more home. length and texture. <laughs> so, Gabby, if you're watching this and you're out there, I want you to know that I'm really not that shy. I was just being funny. I thought that you kind of like the shy type of guys. Yes. But if you don't like that, that's fine with me, too. But, you know, hey. If it doesn't work out, you know, with D Wade and all his millions, I can't give you millions and millions, but I can give you a couple thousands. Right? <laughs> hey, that, that's a good start. You can give her great home cooked meals and also a lot of sweet, a lot a of sweet potatoes. Meal, that's right. A home home cooked meal will hold with the sweet potato. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's talk about some of your what I what I loved about your content the most was it's all about finding. You know, two things. One, you're not afraid to, you know, we call them fuck it meals at the Daily BJ, like, you know, uh-huh. achievement, whatever. Like, you're not afraid to go in, go hard on occasion and earn uh-huh. that. And you don't have to modify everything. But on a day to day basis, you do like you can't just, uh, you know, go out, you know, have treats all the time and expect to get lean and be fit. Um, so you were all about these substitutes like using, you know, uh, spaghetti squash uh, instead of noodles. Can you go through some of your favorite Substitutes like the daily BJ, we do a lot with cauliflower rice instead of regular rice, but simple things that can give you like 80 to 90 percent of a classic dish, uh, with a better body composition effect. Uh, what are some of your favorites? Avocado is definitely one of them. I use that in a lot of my baking recipes. Um, instead of having a whole bunch of butter, I'll use that and also in the place of like mayonnaise for things like potato salad. Um, I like the texture of it, um, and it's much creamier, and you don't have a lot of the saturated fat that you would get from the you know from the traditional uh, mayo. Also, gives it a really vibrant color, and so I think that it's important too that as you're eating food, that your eye looks at it and looks visually appealing because you're excited about eating it and you have a different mood and different approach to it. Whenever you, well, if you put something down like in front of you, that actually looks appetizing. Um, another thing I like to do in, in baking recipes, especially is to cut down on, on the amount of oil um, and butter rather is to use um, baby food. I'll use a lot of applesauce and also sweet potato, which you know that I really like. Yes. Um, and that helps to, and, and that helps to cut the amount of oil down. So I'll, I'll use, so when a recipe maybe calls for like one stick of butter, you could just pretty much cut that down to almost half by using sweet potato or some applesauce puree in there instead. And again, the applesauce and, and the sweet potato, the reason why I like baby food is um, baby food is literally just the ingredient and some water and mash up together. So um, it's just purely that. Um, you've already talked about the cauliflower. Cauliflower is a huge component for me. Um, I used to not really like cauliflower, but the more and more, you know, that you can dress it up. So making the fried rice from cauliflower rice, um, I've even shredded it up just a little bit more to make a quinoa style. Um, um, it, it just, it, it goes like a long way in, in terms of, um, in terms of flavor, but also hardiness. I would argue the, cauli- the cauliflower might be the most versatile food on the planet. It's up there, man. Like, the, I mean, yeah. I'll make cauliflower hash. I mean, I've seen people make cauliflower pizza crust. I mean, it's tater tots are another one that I've been experimenting with myself over here. Ooh. Tater tots. Yeah. So, and, and the reason why I like, you know, the lower carb things is because my body responds a lot better to um, lower carb, higher fat. Um, like recipes, I actually learned this too, like from a DNA study that I did on myself. Um, and, uh, and so with cauliflower, it is pretty Tell us about that. I want to know about the DNA study. 
Oh man, it changed. It really changed my life, um, and it's changing my life rather. It was from this company called, um, I believe it's called Twenty Three and Me, and they reached out because they wanted to do like an ancestry thing. But a part of it is they do. I think it's God. I'm gonna screw this up, but genome, genomic. Oh my gosh, something like that. But anyway, they. They, they run the, the health side of your DNA as well. And I learned about this when I was in Israel, um, and it was a startup there that was doing it. And it's going to be like the next wave, BJ, of like of people taking control of their diet because we've preached so long about counting like your calories, counting your macronutrients, and understanding that. But the DNA study is so specific in the sense that like – for you, BJ, it's good for you to eat apples and, and carrots um, and vodka, but you can't have whiskey and you can't have, you know, pears. It's like down to that science. So for me, it, it, it highlighted like a couple of things within my diet that, that were trouble areas. And I did the ketogenic um, diet experiment last year for about two months to see if I would, you know, for my followers and whatnot. And I responded very well to it. And so it was funny when I did the DNA study recently that it talked about that, um, for me and my body type, I'm much more responsive to like, to like a fat adapted diet. Um, it also talked about the fact that I have, um, uh, what is it called? A satiety resistance in that when people would always ask me about losing weight, one of the things that I would tell them that I do is I would eat slower. And I hate that because it sounds like a cookie cutter generic response for everything. Just eat slower. For some people, they can't do that. They just like the food. But I was doing that intuitively. And the reason why is that I have this thing of a satiety resistance or like, like imbalance rather. And that for me, the signal from my stomach to my brain is much slower. So I would always complain about feeling full, always, 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 because I because I would because when people you know that have that they tend to overeat because they're already full but their stomach hasn't told their brain yet, um, and so I was instinctively just beginning to eat slower. But the reason is is because I struggle with that. That was in the red for me. So for me, for people like me out there, I have to eat like much slower. Um, one of the foods that I can eat a lot of um, would be bacon. Um, <laughs> so it, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool thing. And so what they'll do is they'll, they'll take you through everything from, from your diet. It's pretty expansive than what I'm explaining like right now, but it's through everything from your diet to your physical um, aptitude and also like your mental health. And it touches on things that you had probably been thinking about, but just didn't really know how to put your finger on it. It's called 23andMe. I think it's a couple hundred dollars, maybe like $200. But I'm going to be blasting it out um, for free to all my followers. Not for free, for I mean, my experience and whatnot. I'm, you know, um, but you have to pay for it. But to let people know that this type of science is out there, and I'm a huge fan of it because it's not going to replace the trainer, but it is going to add another element because with this plan, they'll also tell you, Hey Kevin, here's your new diet plan. And they'll give you like a list of recipes and each recipe is linked to something that you're struggling with, or maybe one of your trouble areas within your DNA. So it's actually customized for you in no one's diet plan. It looks the exact same. What foods did you find out that you, you really shouldn't eat that much of? Cause you know, it's almost like scary to find out. Cause a lot of times like, I'm pretty sure if you, if you yeah. find out, like, uh, maybe not as much coffee, maybe not as much, uh, maybe this particular fruit or, you know, because a lot of ways it's the trial and error. Like over the last couple of decades, I'm pretty sure the foods that 
just based on the response in the bathroom and how I feel, <laughs> the stuff you don't do or how I look, you know, what you, what you don't do well with and what you do do well with. Right. And, but that can take a long time to figure out. And this can basically kind of put you on the fast track. But what, what were some foods that you found out that you, you really should be very careful with based on your Caffeine. genetics? Caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah, and I already knew that because I get really, really, really jittery, and I get the swollen tongue and start sweating oftentimes when I have too much caffeine. Um, so that was one. And it's funny because my followers would always like write me and they say, "You don't cook a lot with with like Brussels sprouts or broccoli." And I'd always stay away from those foods. And I would tell them my my least favorite food is is like Brussels sprouts. On the DNA test, they said in my in my red level, you know. Um, it said that I have a bitter, a bitterness sensitivity, a bitter, a bitter sweet sensitivity, something like that. And they said you probably hate foods like Brussels sprouts. It was the number one thing. That was the first food they mentioned. And I said I absolutely do. Wow. <laughs> so it was written, and um, so that wasn't something that's like for my diet per se. I can still eat it, but I just hate it, and that's why I've always stayed away from it. I hate vinegar. And it, it tells you all these things, which is why I tell my followers, like, you don't see vinegar, you don't see Brussels sprouts, I just hate those foods now. I know I'm not a weirdo. It's like I'm actually built this way. <laughs> and I, I gave this story as a child, my mom forcing me at the table to eat Brussels sprouts. And I remember crying, saying, Mom, I don't want to eat them. And she forced me and forced me. And I said, fine. And I'm sitting there crying, eating Brussels sprouts. And I remember that story to this day. And she said, that's really funny because one thing we're trying to get parents to do is to do this test early so they can understand some of the diet limitations of their children. So that way they understand why they may be responding to certain foods in, 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 you know, in like different ways. So it's beyond just allergies. It's also about your preferences. Can you imagine being that same kid and and just like going in your pocket and pulling out your genetic <laughs> testing report, <laughs> like, look, I ain't crazy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not built for Brussels sprouts. <laughs> well, you know, I, when I say about Brussels sprouts, I like them, but basically, you become a genie in a lamp. Like you, the levitation that happens from the gas. Like I'll, some some nights, man, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be hovering above the ceiling, looking down upon my wife. <laughs> yeah, I've actually I wrote about this in my book. I had a story about that about eating the um, like certain foods that actually you know you need to be careful of that and to listen to your body. Broccoli and Brussels sprouts are like one of them because when I was booed up, I I was I looked like a pregnant woman walking around and at nighttime, oh, <laughs> she would get so upset because <laughs> I would just let loose, just like what you're saying. So, hey, I respect absolutely it. Agree. That's how you know, though, if they stay, that, that's how you know that, that it's meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think she even told me, she's like, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and she was spraying for breeze. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't, don't light a match. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just don't light a match, babe. So, uh, so. Uh, very good stuff there. Uh, I, I, we actually, my wife and I have been thinking about doing some genetic testing to, to kind of figure it out. But I, I think you've convinced me to maybe look at a 23andMe and just uh, – I'm afraid to find out because I, I, there might be some of the things I, I enjoy the most, like in terms of enjoy eating, but that you don't respond to. But at the same time, you know, you probably should find out at some point, right? Yeah, you know, there are some things, and they actually tell you that, too. They, they ask you, are you sure that you want to find out before you send this off and, and you know, and to get the results? Because there, there could be some life-changing things. To get, not to get too personal, um, I, I struggled with chronic depression my entire life. Um, it's just been something that I just, you know, just have. 
And the DNA test is just a DNA test. It's not a personality test. And one of my elevated um, areas, um, you know, of like red level was um, I am predisposed to worriness and anxiety. And I have, and they said symptoms of this would be like chronic depression. So seeing that on that piece of paper for the first time, I kind of felt like a big like relief in a sense, just because I'm like, wow, this was spot on just from my DNA. And a lot of people have said, you know, well, you can just think your way out of it or pray your way out of it. And, you know, it's, it's not fine. I'm not giving the excuse that you have to live with depression like that, but it was one of those aha moments. Like, wow, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I know that I, I knew for a fact that like this was something just odd. Um, and so the test does stuff like that too. Very cool, man. And what are your favorite, you know, one thing that I'm sure you love, like one thing I love about being a fitness guy is that I can accumulate over the years, a lot of cool equipment, you know, sometimes they send it to you or you can, you know, get some deals going where, you know, I'll, I'll share it X number of times, whatever, but, uh, you've accumulated quite a kitchen, you know, pans, tools, like what are your favorite meal prep tools right now that you're rocking? Uh, my favorite kitchen tools, one, I, I got this new, um, I, I, I do love my Breville food, food processor. Um, I've had that for a couple of years. And then my Phillips air fryer, man, you have got to get yourself an air fryer. Really? Yeah. It's, it's one of the closest things to getting fried foods without all the oil and without deep frying it in your kitchen. Um, and it also makes great pizza. It crisps things up very, very well. You can make some fried chicken. And when I say fried chicken, please, my Southerners, don't go and, 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 and hang me. You know, um, it's just that it, it's a crispy-ish kind of style fried, fried chicken. It's not exactly fried like the deep, you know, like Popeye's. Yeah. But it's, but it's pretty darn close. And so um, it's an air fryer. But really, if you can get yourself, I think they're making houses now. You can buy ovens for your house that are like convection ready. So if you get a convection oven, it can do, it can simulate the exact same thing. So very cool. Um, and th- that's one of my favorite tools. Um, and then let me see, I, I put something in the day. Oh yeah. My, my, um, my, my food dehydrator. It's one of the new things that I've been experimenting with just making my own jerky and dry food. I haven't shared anything out right now on social media because it's like, who done it? Like, dang, I got to get it right. But it's really cool to be kind of going through that process. And I know a lot of people think that when they buy stuff like this, oh, they can save money. Just know that that can be true. And it's also maybe not true in the sense that like, don't do it for the fact that like you think you're going to save money because you may end up spending more money. Look at it more so is that like you're making healthier choices and that you know what you're putting into your, uh, I'm like, you know what you're putting into your body, you know, the type of food that you're actually eating. So, um, because I do find myself spending a little bit more money on food that I would normally buy, but I get the gratification of knowing that I made this plus I know all the ingredients. Yeah. But you know, it's a priority for you now too. That's the thing. Like, um, you, yeah. you, you don't spend it as much on probably the other stuff that most people spend their money on because this is just very important to you. It's part of your job. You can expense some yeah. of it, which helps the expenses I'm sure help. Oh yeah. But that's the great thing about being like a food blogger and like a daily food blogger like me. It's just that like I post what I eat and what I'm making so those things are really expensive. So there you go. <laughs> Another reason to leave Dell. Another reason. I'm telling you, I expense everything that I can. So, so let's talk about the important stuff quickly. Uh, your favorite uh-huh. 
your favorite foods, favorite cheat meals, what are they? Because, you know, uh, like you and, I, you, you and I both love to eat. And uh, instead of fighting that, it's about doing all the things you need with exercise and, and regular diet to be able to work in those things uh, in moderation. So let, let's hear it. Yeah, so my favorite um, treat meal is actually over at Whataburger. I look forward to this meal like so much, and I and I I've been to several different restaurants and other stuff, but sometimes you just gotta have like your own like down home dirty favorites, and having a um, a burger, a double burger on Texas toast with some avocado. Oh my god, it's just the most amazing thing. Texas toast, if you don't know, it's like the thick pieces yes. of bread. It's basically kind of like having like garlic bread as the. As the yeah, it's, the, it's, it's buttered up too. That's the best oh part. My God. Yeah, and it's just wonderful. And then I get one of their bootleg cinnamon rolls and then a milkshake. And I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it takes about seven minutes to go from Whataburger to my house. And by the time I hit my garage, it's already gone. The entire meal I eat while driving, like I'm, <laughs> like it's gone. Everything will be gone. I love it, man. Including the cinnamon roll. What I always say, like, you know, because again, if you're going to quote unquote cheat, I hate that word, but you know, that's, that's in the nomenclature now, the lexicon, it's got to be worth it. So if it's just a shitty, a shitty white bun that like has a hole in it, you know, just go lettuce burger and then have more fries. But Texas toast is next level. Absolutely. And this is what, and this is such an important point. If you're going to cheat y'all just actually do it. This is why like, I'm very particular whenever I work out really hard and I have my one treat meal, I generally don't like to experiment by trying out a new place to go out to brunch. I want my favorites because the last thing that you're going to do is you're going to give me something that I'm going to hate. And I'm like, dang, I worked out for this really awful meal. It ruins ruins the whole week. Five more days of this. Yeah. I wasted an entire week for this bull. So that's why I, I like my favorite. So Whataburger and then my other fave is um, Denny's, IHOP, and Waffle House. They're all like the same. Waffle House, I'll, I'll get the Belgian waffles and Denny's and IHOP, I'll get the pancakes. Beautiful. It's, it's hard yeah. It's hard to top pancakes, man. I mean, that is just Oh my God, decadence. they're so wonderful, aren't they? Amazing. God, they're so great. So you've tried, uh, you mentioned keto, like what, what are all the diets you've tried in your quest? Cause you know, you want to share, I've seen you do more vegan recipes cause you have a lot of vegan followers. I think you've done some paleo ish stuff, some keto stuff. Uh, yeah. what's been the full bevy of diets you've tried? And, and I know you've said that you respond better to lower carb, higher fat, uh, type diets, but, uh, take us through some of that experimentation because a lot of people aren't willing. Like one thing I probably could do a better job of is trying more vegan stuff, but you know, at the same time, I also know that I respond at this point to like, you know, the meat-based diet and that type of thing and, and more uh-huh. vegetables. But uh, you are uh-huh. definitely more willing to put yourself outside of your comfort zone that way. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've tried all those diets. I've tried the bodybuilding style diets, of, you know, like prep diet. Um, I've tried a little bit of paleo. Um, the, you know, the keto diet was probably like my longest stint on a diet because I wanted to make sure that I actually – was going to work and I had to be in, 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 in that keto state, which takes a while. Um, but the vegan diet was another one that I did for about, um, about two weeks just myself. And I say of all the diets, I felt the best, I guess it's, well, I felt the best on the vegan diet immediately. Um, and then eventually on the keto diet, keto diet was a really, it had a really adjustment, a really rough adjustment period because the keto flu. Yep. Um, 
and also it's just I, I found myself a little bit um, what is it like erratic when I'm just trying to always like piss on a little stick to make sure that I'm in keto oh. state I, I didn't really like having to go and do that you know just to I mean, make sure I'm mean, having the right amounts you're gonna get some, you're gonna get some piss on your hands right. no matter no matter how <laughs> I've never done it but like to me uh, you know there, there, are, there are so many ways to get to piss yourself like why yeah. why do it every day and at some right. point, like you're going to be 85, and you're going to piss yourself every day. So let, let's let's avoid that as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did try some of the fasting diet, and here's what I'll say: like in general, when people are trying to experiment with stuff, I don't think that you should follow the same diet year round unless you just want to. But it's perfectly fine and normal to to experiment with different diets. The one diet that I would advise you to stay away from would be the Atkins diet. Just because that one is too much, like um, too like depleting. Um, but the other diets, I think it's fun for you to cycle through different things to find out to keep your diet and training interesting, to keep your life interesting. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, just don't come back off of diets if you're if you're doing it. First off, if you're changing up diets to go ahead and lose weight, just be very careful of that because I've seen that that transition um, off of those other diets, off of those diets, you can add and gain weight very, very quickly. And then you'll end up disenchanted and back at square one trying to think about like, why am I here? Get my life together, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's nothing wrong with cycling through diets. You want to pick a diet that is going to complement your overall lifestyle. So if you're a social person, um, you know, just make sure that you, you pick a diet where you can still go out and enjoy those meals, you know, with friends and family. If you're constantly saying no to those social outings, unless you're just not a social person, but if, if you're constantly saying that because you want to go ahead and get some abs, just think about the quality of life there, you know, that you're having, um, because it does, because it does affect that. Um, so this was a comment that I had received because of someone was on the, uh, the fasting diet and they were fasting from like 6 PM until the next morning. And I'm like, well, well, I can't go out with my friends and family. Well, that's something that you need to think about because that's a prime, that's a prime eating block of time that you're missing out on. So you may want to try to adjust it or just think about maybe doing something else. And so I think that people aren't, aren't factoring that into some of their decisions whenever they're doing diets, the vegan diet, I'll say is an amazing and wonderful diet. I have seen what's that what's that movie called off of Netflix? The movie that they the, oh what is, the, uh, <clears throat> what is it called? Gosh. What? Man, I'm th- I'm drawing a blank. What the hell? You know what the hell? Okay, and here's what I'll say about that. I I hated it. You know the documentary. I thought that there was a lot of falsehood in there. And the reason why is like, I've tried the vegan diet out. It doesn't need any type of sensationalization the way that that show was making it seem. Um, the, the test cases they use there about the women and turning their lives around, no shade, but they were already overweight. It seemed like they probably hadn't had vegetables in there in quite some time. So giving them anything that's going to be healthy and natural is probably going to do wonders for their body. So here's what I'll say to, you know, to this, that, um, and it wasn't just that those, those things. There were several other things that I, you know, that I'm not going to go into. But the vegan diet is a great diet. I think that people are going to think that their muscles are going to fall off if they if they don't eat meat. That's not true. Um, I think that we've done a horrible job with in health marketing as showing that the protein should be like the main source of the food, and that's because you know the protein, et cetera, et cetera. But you can get protein, but we always 
choose to focus on the animal protein. There are a lot of plant-based proteins um, that you can incorporate into your diet to help you with that muscle building process and also to pump your body full of nutrients. So what I think you should do is you is if you're trying to transition into like you know the vegan lifestyle, I would just say do it incrementally. So begin to gradually you know, like increase your plate with a lot more vegetables. Research beforehand and look at things like legumes and peas and um, and quinoa and other types of grains that have the protein in there. So that way you won't be constantly looking at soy and tempeh and other type of processed foods to get your protein. Um, but I will say, in my experience, the best that I ever felt was when I was on on the vegan diet. I felt like maybe this is the way that God intended for us to be eating. And I'm not saying that just because I think people should go vegan because obviously I'm not. I like cheese and bacon and and my burger way too much. But I do think there's a lot of benefit in us being able to take some of the elements of the vegan diet and incorporating them into our diet. So even now, not every meal that I eat has to have meat in it. And that was a huge point of anxiety for me because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get skinny. I'm going to lose my, all my muscle. I'm going to lose this and that. No, it's silly for me to think. Um, and you'll feel much better. Well, you know, you know what's so unfortunate is that because we live in a black or white, uh, you know, yes or no type of society, there is no gray area because you like you say right away, well, I, I, I could never – go without eating meat for the rest of my life. Well, no, maybe just every other meal, uh, you go between, you know, meat and then maybe more, uh, vegetarian vegan source of protein or maybe, uh, twice a week. Like, I mean, there's people have meatless Mondays or, you know, the same thing with weight loss. Like if you were to go, uh, to eat well, if you eat like shit right now, right. If you say, okay, every other day I'm going to eat well. Four out of three, four out of seven days of the week, you're eating well versus uh, zero out of seven the week before, you're going to get a way better result. So there really is just yeah. like the inability to make, you know, small changes or small adjustments or even just like uh, cut the animal protein in half and then get the rest yeah. of that from, uh, you know, maybe peas or uh, beans or other things like that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you can give and take that. There are different ways that you can kind of um, – piece together a really satisfying and delicious diet that's going to nourish your body. It's going to nourish your muscles and, and push you closer to your goals. You shouldn't have to just, it, it's not just black and white. And I'll be the first to tell you, vegans, if you're listening out there, I love the vegan diet. I love the vegan elements, but hey, listen, I'm still going to eat meat. Have you ever had shrimp and grits before? Have you ever <laughs> had a burger on Texas toast? Have you ever had real, and, you know, and there's no shame. Uh, and it's funny because some of the vegans who used to be meat eaters, the number one food that they crave the most I've heard is bacon just because of saltiness. Um, and so, yeah, I'm still going to have those things and it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. I'm not going to get into, into your kitchen and tell you like what to eat and we should all do that. Yeah, exactly. And it goes both ways, right? Like I respect the, the lifestyle choice, but, uh, I don't respect, uh, you know, you coming and telling me how to live my life. It, you're never going to convert people that way, right? Whether, whether it's <laughs> no. whether it's any sort no. of belief system or lifestyle, um, and that gets me on because some of my, in my case, some of my most legendary trolls have been vegans that, you know, have attacked or uh, – so I, I wanted to ask this. I ask all people that have, uh, you know, big followings or platforms, like, do you have a favorite troll story? <laughs> Yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was a vegan. <laughs> mm. I'm telling you, man, like, 
it's it's almost like uh, it's not racist. It's it, there's there's a prejudice towards uh, a lot of people that uh, have followings. Like I, I just hear it, like man, vegans are the worst. In terms of like, yes. not all vegans are bad, but when people are bad, they're almost always be- vegans. <laughs> you know, it's like because <laughs> maybe they, they need some fucking meat. <laughs> yeah, you know, I respect the passion because a lot of people are like animal activists, and, and I get that. Um, but it's just you know, hey, you just gotta know that that's actually not working. And that's what I told the person too. And they and I don't respond to to comments. I really respond to comments like that. Um, but I just did that day because I had a little bit of time. <laughs> so, Every once in a while, I, you know what I hate, yeah. man? When like people are like, occasionally, like I'll do a clap back, and uh, yeah. and like they'll say, "Oh, you're 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 better than that." I'm like, "No, I'm not." Like it, there are there are certain situations <laughs> where it is absolutely <laughs> worth it, and uh, you need oh, to clap yeah. back a little bit because also if you don't check these people and they think they have free reign, you know, uh, it, it's you don't want people undeterred with their hatred and their and their their. Uh, yeah. Negativity, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and whenever I respond to some people, some guy made a comment and he said something about it being like retarded or something like that. And I said, hey, man, just watch the language or something like that. And it's all of a sudden like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that you even read these comments. I was having a bad day. I'm so sorry. Love your page. Love your stuff. And so I'll. And I got a little bit of time for you. Then I'm, uh, then, uh, you know, then I'm gonna say something. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. We, we cut out there a little bit. Can you can you repeat that? Which part? The um, the guy was the guy story. He, he said something bad, and you said, "Oh, you know, just uh, watch the language." And then you, and then he came back like like your number one fan. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm so sorry, man. I yada yada. You know, I love your page. I love your stuff. And then I, I realized from that that sometimes people use like, social media as their punching bag whenever they're having a bad day. So people are people too, and he's having a bad day. But I think that they forget that there are real people on both sides of this. And um, and I've always had that response. Like, I had no idea that you read the comments, Kevin. I'm so sorry. Um, and so, yeah, but if you – I'm real too. So if you catch me on, like, a bad day and I have some time for you, you may get a good clap back, which is the, what that young lady did. And she said she was going to unfollow and – and I told her she can go and kick rocks and head, and, 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 and head that way. And then, you know, but usually I, I try not to just because I feel like most of the time, especially like in your case, too, when people are saying that saying like negative stuff, your followers will immediately kind of swoop in there and, and, and like help to uh, check the person. Yeah, but no, it, it happens. It, 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 it happens. It's a, it's a two-way street. You see uh, the worst in people, but then you see the best in the people that have supported you, uh, right. you know, for all these years and allow you to do what you do. Um, at the same time, like my like nothing gets me more enraged than when look if you're gonna unfollow me, just do it. I don't need, I don't need the announcement. Oh my god! Uh, hashtag yes. <laughs> uh, you're getting boring. Hashtag unfollow, and I'm like, no, I'll just block you. Let me let me right. just block you because first of all, <laughs> most of these people don't even unfollow you. They just say it, and they still want to watch your stuff. So when someone posts that negativity, I, I love to proactively block them so they can no yeah. longer see the, all the free stuff I share that can make you better. Right. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. I'm just gonna block you instead. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which, which is uh, what a six year old child would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had somebody when we launched a new app. Um, 
you know, it, it, Apple loved it. We had like wide praise um, with it, but some people were a little bit miffed that they had to sign up for the recurring billing process, which is a subscription-based app for the new meal plans, et cetera, et cetera. And a lady wrote me, and I think that people forget, like this, this app took a lot of hours, thousands of dollars in development. I'm not lamenting that. I'm not, you know, what was me, but it takes time and I'm very thoughtful about things. So there are a lot of sleepless nights doing the videos for it. Spent a lot of time, a lot of money making that stuff to just perfect it and get the messaging right for people. And she wrote me and she said, this is just a big scam. You're a big scam artist and blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of, it was like, you took the time to write that. So I don't check the email, but on this particular day, it popped up in front of me when the developer was here, and I hopped on the keyboard really quickly, and I was like, you know, you can kick rock with all that, and she's like, well, you're not the person that I thought you would be, and I said, you don't even know me to begin with, bye, cops. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you know, I'm a real person too, um, and I try not to, to you know, to, to stoop down to that level, but just realize that the people listening that um, BJ is a real person. He's very thoughtful in the stuff that he puts out there because I've seen it for the past five years, the content that people have posted, and you can't you can't argue with the quality um, and the amount of content that like you put out with some other people. So just realize that even though it may look really simple, it's a quick video of him doing some squats in his wife's shorts, um, but <laughs> he's actually being very thoughtful about that and showing you proper technique and, 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 and that should be, you know, you know, like protected and rewarded because there aren't people out there like that. I appreciate that, man. Let, let's talk uh, and finishing up. I want to talk about uh, the app, the upcoming book, and then where people can learn more about you. Yeah. Yeah. So I just finished up. I just turned in the manuscript for the book. It's been a, um, a long time coming, almost like a year in the process. And now the fun part, and I say fun with the, you know, with the semi smiling face because it's editing right now with some publishers and oh. oof, they are brutal and it's okay because it's going to lead to a great final product. But you know, the hard part in finalizing recipes, that part is now over with. And so I'm really excited. This book, BJ, is going to be something that I feel like people haven't seen before. When I came into the social media realm and uh, world in 2012 um, and began doing videos in 2013, 2014 timeframe, that I really wanted to show that like food, healthy food is delicious, it's decadent, it's great, it's appealing, it's vibrant, it's not bland and just one color. And I was able to really tell that story. I think this cookbook, people are going to be blown away because I was able to employ like a really great team to help me to put it together in terms of the photography and food styling and bringing the recipes that I've created to life in a brand new way. So I, I, it reads like a food porn book. Um, but just know that they're all at calorie conscious. They've been certified by nutritionists and tested by nutritionists. So this is... Um, this is it's it's a it's a great moment for me to finally get here to this to this new um, place um, uh, and and being challenged in a brand new way. Before my biggest challenge was trying to chop down a video to fifteen seconds and then to one minute and to storytelling that way to keep it going. Now it's like how do we bring all that into into one piece of literature? So I've created essentially um, a meal prep bible per se. It's all the tips and tricks. It's the pitfalls. It's my journey it's my story and then it's a hundred plus recipes in that book to help you to get started plus tips and tricks on how to store those how to match them together with meal plans so the book is literally i call it the meal prep bible 
it's not called that really, but um, it will. It's 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 going to be a game changer. I'm really excited about it. And it comes out September 2018. Yeah, I believe we're going to release it September 2018, um, which is a little ways to go. But I think pre-orders are going to be starting at the end of this year. Fantastic. And then the app, uh, which has been featured in the What's Hot and top yeah. top list of Apple for uh, multiple multiple times. Uh, where, where can they yeah. t- tell us about the app? Yeah, the app is doing amazing well. It has them. We launched the app in 2015. Um, was was number one in the app store um, in over 80 countries, and it's consistently been the top five apps for the um, top three apps in, in food and drink for the past two years. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been amazing, y'all. This, thank you so much for all your support. It's all organic. We don't pay for the features. We don't pay for like, promotion. It's you all sharing the app with your mama, with your daddy, with your auntie, your cousin. Um, so thank y'all for doing that because you're growing the community. I, I, I just got this stat about a week and a half ago, um, doing something for the book, but we're close to where we're probably at around 900,000 downloads oh my with God. the app, which is crazy. Um, cause it's a premium app and it's a healthy food app. So, and then it's just also just me, you know, um, in the sense that like, you know, I had the development team, the app creator is just, he's a genius. Um, and he brings the functionality, um, to life in, inside the app. But it's just crazy that what's starting here, what started here in my little condo is actually going out and really reaching all, all parts of the world. And it's very it, humbling and it, really and exciting. What's it called so they can find it on both Android and Apple? Sure, it's called Fit Men Cook. Fit Men Cook and Android peeps if you want to get the pro, um, get the pro version the pro version takes out the ads the apple version is just a premium app so we don't have ads but i know that some people were complaining about the ad spaces because the the two apps are very similar um the apple app has um slightly much more functionality just because of the development and we developed that one about two years first um but this one is just as i think we launched the android app in march yeah, we launched that one in March, and it's got hundreds of thousands of downloads already. So if you want to upgrade to the pro version, you can. And that I believe that unlocks, that takes out the ads, but it also gives you access, I believe, to the meal prep feature in the back. Fantastic, man. And, and I will also just, I can't strongly encourage the listeners enough to follow Kevin on, at FitmanCook on Instagram. And I, I get gotten so many great ideas from you along uh the years in particular recently your ground chicken pizza crust or the chicken pizza game changer like people are raving about that on uh, members of my my site uh since we kind of reintroduced that and i obviously credited you for the uh, fitspo as they call it uh but you'll, you'll get so many great ideas from kevin and he, he lives it you're doing a great job man please know you always have a friend in me and I, i'm happy to support you with anything you've got coming out Please follow Kevin at Fitman Cook. And any uh, finishing words, my friend? No, man. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you very much, man, for having me on the show. It's been great that um, you know, that, that the friendship that we started back three years ago is still going strong. I admire you a lot and tremendously. Thank you for always being you because you bring a lot of personality, a lot of energy to the fitness space. That's definitely needed. Um, and, and the best thing about you is that you actually know your stuff, bro. You know your stuff, so, so thank you, you can man. have fun and joke around, but you're also teaching great concepts, so thank you for inspiring me. I don't have that six-pack body just yet, bro. I think something may be wrong with some of your workouts, but I've been doing them six-packs, <laughs> but you know, the, here in Texas, the devil is always busy, and there are fried foods always around me. So. Well, now I know why. It's, it's, that, it's that Texas toast burger, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which, 
look, I I'm, now it's on my bucket list to have that burger with you at some point. Oh, come to Texas, man. We got to get you down here and you will have a water burger. A water burger will change your life. I can't wait, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back again next week with another episode. And uh, please follow Kevin Curry, the chef, Chef Curry, at at FitMenCook. His book is coming out September 2018, but he'll let you know on pre-orders and his app. One of the best out there. Be sure to check it out. Thanks, Kev. Thank you, man. Thanks so much for listening to the Weekly BJ Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when each weekly episode is posted. Follow me everywhere on social media at BJ Gador, B-J-G-A-D-D-O-U-R. And for more podcasts plus workout, meal prep, and mobility content, please visit thedailybj.com, hashtag not a porn site. Membership is just $9.69 per month. Cancel anytime.